In Indiana, the legislative maps used to divide Hoosiers into voting districts are more biased towards one party than 95% of maps drawn in other U.S. states. What is expected to be a fair process meant to encourage voter turnout and strengthen minority voters has become a process known as gerrymandering. Every 10 years, new legislative maps are drawn to adjust for fluctuations in population. However, the practice has become an opportunity for politicians across the board to secure a majority win for their party. The last redistricting map was drawn in 2021, meaning the next redraw will be in 2031. Julia Vaughn, the executive director of Common Cause Indiana, a nonprofit organization which lobbies for accountable and honest government, proposes a law reform which prohibits gerrymandering entirely. And unfortunately, what happens, particularly when you have politicians leading the process, is politics takes over. So we think you need to spell out in law that number one, you cannot draw these districts to benefit a political party, to benefit any particular candidate, or to benefit any individual person. And that's how you stop gerrymandering, because that gives you a big tool. If, uh, you know, the districts don't do that, that gives you a tool to go to court and hold whoever drew the maps accountable for not following that principle. So, you know, we need not only a different set of people to control the redistricting process, but we also need some language in state law that says whoever draws the maps, you can't gerrymander. There are a few guidelines Indiana redistricting has to follow. The first being that each district must be equally populated. This follows the principle that one person equals one vote. The next is that districts must comply with the Voting Rights Act, meaning districts must expand on the strength of minority voters rather than splitting minority votes to dismantle their voting power. Indiana's Constitution also requires that districts are contiguous, meaning they must touch. In 2015, Common Cause Indiana joined with the League of Women Voters Indiana to create the All In for Democracy Coalition, made up of 33 organizations across the state to raise awareness about and combat redistricting. The All In for Democracy Coalition held a mapping competition in 2021. A committee made up of three Democrats, three Republicans, and three Independents held 10 hearings to understand what Hoosiers thought state districts should look like. Hoosiers across the state were then encouraged to create fair district maps for that year's redistricting cycle. Contestants were able to use Districter, a publicly available software with data about Indiana's communities. The submitted maps were judged by the politically impartial committee and the fairest map was selected. While the winning map was not approved by Indiana's General Assembly, Vaughn says the mapping competition raised awareness about redistricting across the state. Um, While we weren't able to convince the Indiana General Assembly to adopt the maps that won our competition back in 2021, Our coalition certainly did a great job at turning people out to the state house to testify on the issue, to getting public comment and public participation in the process like we've really never seen before here in Indiana. So, you know, we're we're very proud to lead the effort to set the example of how this should be done 
and also really help Hoosiers make their voices heard on the maps that were adopted back in 2021. Getting reforms surrounding gerrymandering is difficult in states like Indiana, where one party holds a majority of the power in the state house. Indiana also lacks a ballot initiative process, which would place a citizen-proposed measure directly on the ballot. You know, it's really tough to get reform of redistricting in a state like Indiana where we don't have the ballot initiative process. You know, I want to emphasize that uh, many states are doing redistricting different or did it different in 2021. For example, our neighbor to the north, Michigan, um, they had a, a citizens commission that we actually borrowed a lot of the model for, for the model commission we created here in Indiana. But in Michigan, they were able to effect this change. Uh, because they have a ballot initiative process. You know, folks, volunteers went out, they collected a certain number of signatures to qualify for the ballot, and then Michiganders were able to vote directly. And, you know, Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, most voters recognize the gerrymandering. It's just wrong. You know, it is anti-democratic. And um, if we had the ability to vote on it directly here in Indiana, I have no doubt uh, that that we could pass reform. But like I said earlier, that's not an option here. Women for Change, an organization that provides civic learning and advocates for better outcomes in health, economic stability and personal safety for women in Indiana, commissioned a study of Indiana's redistricting practice in 2011. Conducted by Christopher Warshaw, the associate professor at George Washington University, the study found that the 2011 redistricting plan in Indiana had a, quote, substantial bias in favor of Republicans. Republicans won 54.2% of the statewide vote in 2012, but held 78% of Indiana's congressional seats. Warshaw also found that even if the statewide vote changed by five percentage points in either direction politically, the efficiency gap or ratio of wasted votes by each party would still be largely in favor of Republicans. Warshaw wrote in the study, quote, Moreover, the level of bias in 2012 was more extreme than 86% of previous elections and more pro-Republican than 91% of previous U.S. congressional elections over the past 45 years, end quote. Since the redistricting in 2011, Vaughn says voters have begun to notice a gap between themselves and their legislators. Gerrymandering allows for extreme politicians to get elected despite a mostly moderate electorate. We're really proud that I think there's a far greater understanding now in Indiana about how impactful redistricting is. You know, in the previous cycles that I've participated in back in um, 2001 and 2011, I don't think there was really the awareness that exists now. And I think one reason is, you know, Indiana's passed some pretty radical laws over the past several years. You know, with the first one, I think that caught our members' attention was the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, or RIFRA. Uh, you know, when that passed, I think a lot of people, you know, lots of themselves 
gee, that's that's not a priority for me. That's not something I think the General Assembly needed to pass into law. You know, why is this elected General Assembly so much more conservative than me and, and my neighbors? And there have been other issues, certainly the abortion ban, um, um, uh, you know, corporate welfare um, issues involving uh, public safety, all sorts of issues. I think people are now understanding that uh, our legislature isn't really representative of many voters across our state because the lines have been rigged. Politicians often use a technique called cracking and packing when drawing new districts. Packing involves placing voters with similar political interests into as few districts as possible. Cracking splits voters with similar political interests into multiple districts in hopes it will lessen their ability to elect their preferred candidate. By using these techniques, politicians are strategically picking voters to predict the outcome of state legislative elections. These techniques often affect communities of color the most. Because communities of color often elect left-leaning candidates, conservative politicians pack more liberal, diverse communities into the smallest number of districts as possible. Here in Indiana, because, you know, most of our uh, communities of color are in just a few urban areas of the state, uh, gerrymandering very often carves those communities up. So they really can't flex their political muscle. They can't make their voice fully heard as strong as it should be because their communities have been sliced and diced and put into districts um, that with citizens that that may not share the same concerns, uh, live in the same communities as they do. Gerrymandering also impacts voter turnout. Voters who never see their preferred candidate get elected may give up on voting entirely. We hear time and again people say, why should I bother? Uh, my candidate's not going to win anyway. And in gerrymandered districts, you know, again, that, that's a hard thing to rebut. So um, I think, you know, this is voter turnout and, and election issues. They're complicated and it's never just one thing. But again, I think gerrymandering is the single biggest reason for our, our poor participation here in Indiana. Common Cause Indiana's proposed solution to unfair redistricting is an independent citizens redistricting commission. New maps would be drawn by a multipartisan and diverse committee that best reflects the state's citizenry. And the key thing is you, you've got to remove that conflict of interest. You know, as long as legislators control the process, um, they're not going to draw districts for voters. They're going to draw, draw districts for politicians. So if we want districts drawn for voters, then we've got to have voters actually drawing the districts. For more information on Common Cause Indiana and redistricting in Indiana, visit commoncause.org. Vaughn encourages voters to sign up for action alerts, which notify recipients on updates from Indiana's State House. For voters looking to take action, Vaughn says reaching out to state representatives regarding redistricting is best done when the legislature is not in session. As Vaughn said, quote, reforming the system could mean a whole new day for democracy in Indiana. For WFHB News, I'm Brooklyn Lambright.